0: They say fighting is a young man's game, and that's true for the most part, but that statement doesn't tell the whole story in regards to the benefits of having been around the block a bit. Experience can be a huge factor in success as well. There's no shortcut to gaining valuable cage time and developing skills, so pure mathematics means that there is certainly a point where age may become an advantage, allowing a delay to father time's eventual and inescapable victory. Younger and more athletic men and women will rise up to fill the void left by those who aged out of the sport in a seamless transition of talent. But unlike stick and ball sports such tradition for fighting usually involves a young feasting off of the old in a cruel cannibalistic ritual. Oh my God! However, in a world as unpredictable and chaotic as mixed martial arts, we have plenty of examples of when the old guard disrupted those plans. And before the video, just a quick reminder to like and subscribe. We recently noticed only a few of you are getting notifications, so make sure to click the bell and turn those on. I'm Balian from MMA on Point and here are 10 times the old guard proved it wasn't over. Number 10, Glover Teixeira versus Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith has been one of the unlikely recent success stories in MMA. Considered a journeyman throughout most of his career until a bump up in weight and a three-fight finish streak set him up for a title challenge versus John Jones. While he came up short at UFC 235, his submission win over perennial top contender Alexander Gustafsson gave renewed hope for Lionheart to write the ultimate comeback story. His next pairing versus a fellow John Jones victim, Glover Teixeira, should have been a coming-out party. At 40 years old, with nearly as many fights in the rearview mirror during a career going as far back as 2002-odd. Makers thought Smith should get his hand raised. And while Teixeira was enjoying his own win streak against Nikita Krylov, Ion Kutalaba, and Carl Roberson, those names were largely unproven or unsuccessful against top-tier talent. But despite his age, mileage, and the status of his opponent, Teixeira put on one of his best performances, beating Smith in nearly every aspect of the fight. What was supposed to be a great stepping stone for Smith to put himself back into the title picture turned into one of the more lopsided destructions in recent memory. Afterwards, Teixeira credited an improved diet and more focus on rest during camp for the dominant results. Whatever he did worked and his success continued enough for him to receive a second title shot coming up at UFC 267. Number 9. Vanderlei Silva vs. Michael Bisping After having one of the most incredible runs as the Pride champion, Wanderlei Silva struggled upon returning to the UFC. Concluding his days in Pride with two consecutive knockout losses and dropping three out of four fights in the octagon, it appeared we had seen the best that the axe murderer had to offer. But after dropping a decision to Rich Franklin in a 195-pound catchweight bout, Silva decided that he should enter the middleweight division. But first, he would undergo surgery to undo some of the damage he had sustained through his career. Welcoming him to 185 would be Michael Bisping, who was fresh from rebounding from a loss to Dan Henderson. In a number one contender bout, with his scar tissue removed and nasal passages opened by an estimated 30%, Silva entered the Sydney, Australia's Acer Arena looking like a new person in the face and body. The two men went back and forth for a largely methodical 15 minutes, with Bisping trying to add more power to his strikes while sneaking in wrestling, while Silva enjoyed better cardio and didn't recklessly charge in like he had done in previous fights. Bisbing was likely saved by the bell towards the end of all three rounds with punch flurries and a guillotine attempt at the ending frames. Silver was able. Able to convince the judges and earned his first win in two years. Number 8 Mark Hunt vs Chris Tuxhara. Imagine getting offered almost half a million dollars and deciding that instead of just cashing the check, you'd rather fight in a cage and earn it. Well, that's exactly the situation that Mark Hunt found himself in after the UFC absorbed pride. With his contract still valid, the promotion offered to buy him out so the sub-500 fighter could just collect and go about his business. Instead, Hunt, who had been inactive for a year following the five-fight skid, demanded a fight. After his octagon debut against Sean McCurkle resulted in an embarrassingly quick submission defeat, it looked as though his insistence on fighting was going to result in unnecessary damage. So when Hunt was booked to face Chris Chukchera at UFC 127 in Sydney, Australia, it seemed like a good chance to sell more tickets in his hometown while fulfilling contractual obligations. While Tukshara was far from a big name in the UFC or even considered a top prospect, but with his background as an NCAA Division II All-American, many thought he would be able to exploit the obvious hole in Hunt's game. Hunt would quickly prove the naysayers wrong by landing powerful punches to his opponent, dropping him in the first and opening a nasty cut. Tukshara did score a takedown and finish the round on top, fishing for a Kimura, but in the second, he couldn't pick up where he left off and was slept by a huge uppercut. It was Hunt's first MMA win in almost five years. 7. Anderson Silva vs. Israel Adesanya as the debacle known as Chuck Tito 3 took place at the Golden Boy Promotions' lone attempt at MMA, news broke that Fast Rising star and former champion kickboxer Israel Adesanya and GOAT middleweight Anderson Silva were official for UFC 234. Watching an aged legend get destroyed that night at the forum certainly played in our heads as the 43-year-old One Silva was paired with Adesanya and what was a clear case of offering a sacrificial lamb to the MMA gods. The impending doom was even more palatable as the ceremonial weigh-ins had a passing the torch vibe, as both men seemed to imm- emotional in the moment, with a sudden injury forcing the two in the main event. All eyes were on what we thought would be an execution. Instead, we were treated to the closest thing to a real-life kung fu movie battle. Spinning attacks, feints, and wild kicks were exchanged throughout the 15 minutes. Adesanya was the clear winner as he landed with more frequency, even though Silver was able to land a few impactful counter shots. It did live up to the hype in terms of appointing an advanced striker to the championship that was once Silver's. Fortunately, the beloved spider didn't have to lose his consciousness in the process. Number 6. 6. Andrei Arlovsky vs. Travis Brown By 2015, former UFC champion Andrei Arlovsky had reinvented himself with a second stint in the UFC. After leaving the organization and suffering three knockouts in a four-fight losing streak, it looked like it was time to call quits. Instead, he revamped his coaching situation, settling on exclusively sinking with Jackson Wink. His rededication paid off as he impromptu ended up being back in the UFC as a top contender. He'd face former training partner Travis Brown at UFC 187. At the time, Brown was a top contender himself, narrowly missing out on a title opportunity the year before. Brown's unique athleticism and finishing abilities led many to believe that the improbable comeback story of the former champion was coming to an end. But in a furious one-round blitz, the two would trade shots in a barn burner that reduced Joe Rogan and Mike Goldberg into excited soundbites. Despite concerns about his chin lingering from his past losing streak, Arlovsky endured and came out on the better end of the exchanges, forcing a standing TKO finish with just under 30 seconds remaining in the opening frame. Amazingly, Arlovski was able to get a dramatic victory against a younger and physically gifted elite fighter while toughing out a pulled calf muscle from earlier during the fight week. While he has only seen the win column seven times in his next 18 outings in the octagon, for a man who almost retired nearly a decade ago, it's impressive that he remains a relevant force in the UFC. Number 5. Cowboy Cerrone versus Alexander Hernandez Alex Hernandez raised eyebrows with a stunning knockout of Benil Dariush in his short-notice UFC debut, and a win over Oliver Albin Mercier had hopes high for the young prospect, and his next outing paired him with grizzled vet Donald Cowboy Cerrone. At the time, Cerrone was fresh off a middling run at welterweight and decided he needed to return to his original home of £155. With Cerrone's unfortunate pattern of taking punishment, a tough weight cut, habit of taking fights without even knowing who his opponent is, and Hernandez's power, it's no shock that Alexander the Great closed the betting lines at a minus 255 favorite. To make matters worse, Hernandez did his best to antagonize Cowboy in the build-up. I just see myself facing an insecure little lad, swinging on a saddle with a pop gun and a feather in his hat. I'm right, not the guy gone. to sit here and talk shit to you because I know what floor you're on. They fucked up and put me in the wrong room. I'm right next to you, little motherfucker. So if you have something to say, you can come knock on my door, okay? After starting out strong and hurting, Cowboy Hernandez eventually found himself outclassed as the former kickboxer lit him up on the feet. Just before the four-minute mark in the second round, it was too much, and Hernandez fell to a head kick and follow-up punches. Number four, Dan Henderson and Hector Lombard. It's hard to have a conversation about the old guard having success without mentioning Dan Henderson. The Pride Two division champion defied expectations by competing at a high level up until 46 years old, concluding with a narrow decision loss to Michael Bisping for the UFC middleweight belt. Just weeks before turning 46, Hendo appeared on the main card of UFC 199, which by the way featured Bisping's title winning effort, but his opponent was Hector Lombard. While the former Bellator champ failed to live up to the hype in his UFC run, a man eight years his junior with a lot more tread left on the tires was expected to win, especially considering that Henderson had been finished several times in the preceding years, it was no shock that he was a plus 300 underdog. The first round showcased a wild exchange that saw the legendary H-bomb land on Lombard, dropping him with the Cuban able to recover, attempt a submission and drop Hendo with his own strikes. With the momentum on Lombard's side and Henderson clearly hunting for the right hand, it looked like another loss was imminent for the Elder Fighter. Instead, Hendo launched a head kick that was caught, but turned it into a reverse elbow strike that put the fellow Olympian out cold. Number three Big Nog vs. Brendan Sharp. Believe it or not, there was a time before Brendan Schaub was a podcast talking head and stand-up comedian moonlighting as a medical expert during a pandemic, there was a point in time where the man formerly known as The Hybrid was a rising contender in the UFC's heavyweight division. With four straight wins that included three knockouts and a bonus-worthy finish of Mirko Krokop, Schaub was on a clear upward trajectory. In what seemed like a logical step up in competition, he was paired with former Pride and UFC champion Antonio Hagerio Nogueira. Though he was only 35 at the time, years of wars in his 40 fights had taken their toll as injuries piled up and his legendary chin was called into question with two recent knockout losses. Some betting lines placed sharp as a 3-1 favourite, even with the contest taking place in Big Knock's hometown of Rio de Janeiro. The two exchanged big punches with each man serving and eating his fair share of punishment, but Sharps low right hand would be his undoing as the veteran took advantage with a left that marked the beginning of the end. While Nogueira would only see the win column once more after that night, his performance at UFC 134 would give the Brazilian fans something to celebrate. Number 2. Daniel Cormier vs. Volkan Uzdemir Heading into UFC 220, the clock was ticking on light heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier. With his original retirement plans firmly set for his 40th birthday, the near 39-year-old former Olympic wrestler was looking to close out his career. Beyond the calendar, question marks surrounded him stemming from his previous bout, a rematch with nemesis John Jones. That night at UFC 214, DC was stopped in a brutal sequence that began with the John Jones head kick. Although a failed drug test erased the loss from his record and reunited him with the belt, it couldn't reverse the damage he'd sustained. His opponent, Vulcan Uzdemir, was riding high going 3-0 in his one year on the UFC roster, which included his own KO victory at UFC 214. But all doubts were put to bed come fight time. After allowing the 28-year-old Uzdemir to land a few early shots, DC took over with superior striking and his patented smothering and technical wrestling attack. The challenger barely made it out of the first round as the bell saved him for a rear naked choke. The bell wouldn't rescue Uzdemir in the second as the champ landed a ton of unanswered blows from the crucifix position four Forcing the referee to stop the contest. And while Uzdemir struggled to regain his footing after that night, DC would go on to win the heavyweight crown as well and fight beyond his milestone birthday. Number one Randy Couture vs. Everyone. Randy Couture's status as a legend who defied the logic of time and age can't be understated. After a highly decorated run as a collegiate wrestler and a stint in the United States Army, Couture made his MMA debut just shy of his 34th birthday, when many fighters are heading towards retirement. With that being said, there was always the sense that he was fighting on borrowed time. In just his third UFC bout, he ran through a surging and undefeated 19-year-old Vitor Belfort, defied the odds at UFC 28 beating Kevin Randleman to capture the heavyweight title. At 40 years old, Couture Completely out wrestled and annihilated a prime 28 year old Tito Ortiz to capture the light heavyweight belt. Three years later, Couture came out of a brief retirement to challenge a 31-year-old Tim Sylvia for the heavyweight strap. To the surprise of the collective MMA world, Couture again thoroughly dominated the younger man. After dropping him in the opening seconds, the natural outpaced and out-wrestled his foe to once again become a champion. He would then have to defend that crown against a 28-year-old Gabriel Gonzaga scoring a third-round TKO. While he'd have mixed results after that victory at UFC 74, he was essentially playing with house money at this point. At 47, Couture decided to finally hang it up as a legend. Big shout out and thank you to Max Randall for editing this video. You can follow him on Twitter at Max underscore Randall. Big shout out to Anthony Walker for writing this script. You can catch him on Twitter at anthonywalkermma. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. Thanks so much for watching today, guys. Remember to like and subscribe. I'll see you in the next one.